You are listening to Scott Lieberman on Leading the Charge. What's up, everyone? This is Scott Lieberman on Leading the Charge with Believe in Chargers, only on the Believe Podcast Network, LA's number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in LA and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's episode, the Chargers are back in the win column. Melvin Gordon makes his return and what that implicates for Austin Eckler's workload. I make my picks for this week's games as Jack just had a last-second travel thing, and we look ahead to this week's showdown with a first-divisional matchup versus the Broncos. It's all here on Leading the Charge. Just a reminder that if you enjoy this show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We are available in all your favorite directories such as iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us on the web at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com, not B-E-L-I-E-V-E. B-L-E-A-V.com. And at Believe Podcasts on all your social media accounts. Please also come find me on Twitter at TheGoodSport82. That's at TheGoodSport82 for all your sports-specific updates, Chargers questions you may have, and every now and then and more times than I can count. You know it. A little humor. (laughs) Now, let's start it out. But first, before we get to the Chargers, I want to talk a little bit about my time home for the holiday with my mom, dad, and grandma. I went home for Rosh Hashanah, as you all know, this week, uh, as I said on last week's uh, podcast episode. Had a great time. There's nothing like spending time with my family. I implore everybody in this universe, whoever's listening, to spend as much quality time with your family as possible. There's nothing like it. I'm the youngest of three, and I've just I've never taken for granted a day in my life with my mom and dad. I it doesn't matter how old I get. I was talking with my uncle earlier. It's his 80th birthday today. Happy birthday, Uncle Michael. And I was just saying he was asking me how my time home with my mom and dad was, and I just said, you know, it doesn't matter how old I get. Like I love milking as much time with them as possible and annoying them when I get the chance, which is pretty much always. Um, I golfed with my dad, as I've always done since I've been about eight years old. Love golfing with him. I just love the outdoors, whether I'm good or bad. I'm, I'm all right. I'm an intermediate golfer, uh, but it's always fun. We have our little quirks about us. I always announce it when he's hitting out there in my Australian accent, and it's kind of funny. Uh, we'll get into that another time. And yeah, I would never trade it for anything in the world. My mom and dad, they're on the East Coast. I'm on the West Coast, obviously, and it's always a great time. And my grandma, oh, 98 years young, and she still has all her wits about her. It's it's a wonderful thing. Um, and on another note, uh, I'm currently watching Silicon Valley. That's uh, a great show. I know I'm a few years late on it, but I love it. My fiance and I have been watching it for a few weeks now, and we are on episode season three episode three and we love it it's an awesome show now 
a lot of you that don't know much about technology or the tech world for that matter and the lingo of it, uh, you, you'll still love it. Uh, it's created by Mike Judge, who did Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> that was cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that guy. Uh, it's a great show. It's very clever. It's growing on me. Even though I don't understand all the lingo in terms of what's going on in the tech world, it's funny, and it grows a lot, and it's, it's, it develops. All the characters develop with it, and uh, it's nothing shy of very clever and just witty, and I love a good time when I'm watching a show like that. So definitely does not fail to impress. All right. Now, the moment you've all been waiting for. The reason why we are all here. The reason why I'm here. Otherwise, I would not be here. Let's talk them L.A. Chargers, shall we? First, a little Chargers history for you, as I do on all my shows. Sid Gilman, the first ever L.A. Chargers head coach, was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 1983. Can you guess how old I was? One. That's right. I was one. And that's where we're hoping the Chargers finish this season so we can get a good playoff spot, get a deep run into the playoffs, and make a Super Bowl out of it. We'll find out. We will find out. But yes, I was one years old in 1983. Sid Gilman, 1960-61, which was the uh, Chargers inaugural year before they moved down to San Diego, which I still... I, you know, I won't stop. I miss it. I love San Diego. It's one of my favorite cities, and I think they need a football team down there. So we'll see what the NFL does in the next few years. All right. On to the bright spots. Chargers versus Dolphins of Miami. 30-10 to win. Back in the win column. Brings our season to a 2-2 two and two record at the quarter point. You know... I got to say, 500 record at the quarter point, having 16 games, or excuse me, 12 games left, 16 games total, is not bad. It's not a bad start. You know, I feel like a lot of teams try and figure out their kinks, their strengths, their weaknesses in the first few weeks of the season. Two and two is wonderful. It's all good. It's a time where you can make those adjustments, as I always like to say, and roll with it when the time comes to uh, hit your more challenging part of the schedule. Because it does only get tougher. I mean, there's no team easier to play than the Dolphins, as we all know. But, you know, it was a statement win, which was good. 30-10, to 10, it wasn't a close game. Chargers ran away with it. They made a statement that they're here to stay and that they are a good football team. So they proved that on Sunday, and it was very good. And 2-2 uh, two and two record's all good with me. And I truly believe in the next three or four games that they could possibly win about three out of four of those, but we'll find out. One of those teams we'll talk about in a bit. So let's pick out a few of the bright spots from the game. Phillip Rivers, throwing for 310 yards, two touchdowns, completing 80% of his throws. Great performance by Rivers. That is a Phillip Rivers game. Very smart with the ball, not trying to win it all in one play, and completing 80% of his throws. That's amazing. Only six incompletions. What did I say last week? Austin Eckler, feed him the ball like a bowl of Cheerios. I mean, come on. This guy does it all. He is your Swiss Army knife on the air and on the ground. Come on, man. Austin Eckler, moving the ball, 18 carries for 60 yards on the ground, 
Add a little spice to it with five receptions for 62 yards and yet another score. By the way, did I mention he scored on that rushing play? Maybe I didn't, but he did. One rushing touchdown, one reception touchdown, 23 total times with the ball. Last game, 16 total touches. I said you got to feed him more than 16 touches a game. What did they do? They fed him 23 times, both on the ground and in the air. And look what happens. Successful results. I know these things because I've seen it so many times on teams trying to get cute with the ball and taking their most successful players out of the equation. And it just does not work. It does not work unless you give your most successful players the ball when it's necessary. Dontrell, Il- excuse me, Dontrell Inman making his mark, filling in for Mike Williams, five receptions, 76 yards. Notable, Keenan Allen. Not a, nothing special about that game. I think everybody saw him having a, another blow-up game, but five receptions, 48 yards. You know what? It's just enough to get some plays. Positive yards, that's all you can ask for. That's four, four and a half, five first downs right there. It's awesome. I'll take it. You know, when one person is taken out of the equation, other people got to step up. Inman stepped up. Eckler stepped up, as he always does, every game. Ins and outs. Should call him in and out Eckler. The adjustments were good, and as a result, they were successful. I said last week, move the ball with Eckler, and it worked. No second half points given up by the defense. Bravo. Bravo. No second half points. Because that's where you're closing out the game right there. That's when you have the chance to win. When you have an offense as potent as the Chargers and the defense gives up no second-half points, I don't care who you're playing, you're going to win that game. You are going to win that game, unless you're down by a crap ton in the first half. But I don't see that being the case because then that team would probably probably be continuing to score in the second half. Five sacks by the defense, one interception, taking advantage of Miami's weaknesses. That's all you can ask for. You have to expose every team's weakness because I hate to break it to you people. Every team has a weakness. I don't care how perfect they look, even the Kansas City Chiefs, I'm always on their high horse about how good they are. But their defense is not anything to write home about. Their offense is nearly flawless. But there are ways of exposing them too. I mean, they almost lost to the Lions last week, and the Lions really buckled down on how they were uh, playing against that Kansas City offense. So I think that's a good defense to take some notes from when the time comes to play KC. Uh, Not something I talk about much, which I should do more of, especially in these wins. Ty Long, the fill-in kicker, hitting all three of his field goals for insurance points to win the game. Longest being a 51-yarder. Three for three, perfect game. Every point counts. That's nine points right there. That's two possessions. And he came, he saw, he kicked, and we conquered. Ty Long. Ty hitting the long ball. That's right. All right. Now the elephant in the room, Melvin Gordon. He's back, folks. We all know it. That actually came out of nowhere to me. Um, It's interesting because... A lot of people didn't see him coming back this quickly. I think uh, we were talking about a uh, between a week seven and nine return. 
but he probably missed the game a little bit. So Melvin Gordon is back. How he will fit in with Austin Eckler, I can't say. I think they're going to ease him back into the offense because obviously we don't know what type of football shape he is in right now. I mean, he's in great shape, obviously. Don't get me wrong. But there's regular shape. That's good shape. Like me. And then there's football shape, which is next level shape. So Melvin Gordon, we'll see how he does. They uh, used him as an emergency back. Obviously no carries on uh, Sunday against the Dolphins. But moving forward, I believe that he will be the bell cow again in the offense. And uh, you never know. Austin Eckler's been just fine and dandy. And I've said it many times that we don't need Gordon to win these games, but he certainly does help. And now it's a it's a complete backfield, which I love. And Gordon and Austin complimenting each other is perfect. I, I honestly see uh, probably starting with a 60-40 timeshare in the beginning. And then as time goes on, as long as the Chargers are winning games, Gordon goes back to his, uh, he'll probably go to an 80% workload and Eckler will be second fiddle at 20%. But I don't know. I mean, given how as, given how Eckler has played, I wouldn't put it past them to, you know, start with a 50-50. Maybe even line them up together in the back because that would be an amazing offense. It'd be very, it would trick people, other opposing defenses, and uh, throw them off guard. I mean, they are good pass-catching backs. That's what their specialty is. So I would like to see Anthony Lynn get a little creative in that playbook of his and somehow factor both of them in at the same time. That would be something else. Looking ahead, Chargers versus Broncos. Now, this is the Chargers' first AFC West divisional game this year. We have a lot going for us. It is a home game. Broncos are 0-4. Chargers are favored to win. However, however, the Broncos are not as bad as their record says it is. They still have plenty of playmakers and a veteran QB, a Super Bowl winning QB, mind you. Don't sleep on them. I've I've looked at all their games, and each of them has been decided by a one possession margin. That's it. So they're always in these games. Two-headed monster with a running back by committee that can dice you. Emmanuel Sanders, wide receiver, having a resurgence of power. I mean, this team is coming close to winning games. You know, they obviously haven't. But why not make it now against an AFC West foe? You know? I mean, I don't think that's going to deter the Chargers from winning this game. I still think they're going to win. Don't get me wrong. But the Broncos, as 0-4 as they may be, I still think that this is a winnable game for them. You know, Defense has to show more consistency for me to be like, all right, we are locked down. Having said all that, I say the Chargers win 27-24 and start the second quarter of the season at 3-2. and That's just me. All right, as I said earlier in the show, our Pickums expert, Jack Collison, had to take a last-second travel trip across the coasts. So uh, I'll be making my picks this week, the standard win-or-lose picks. Let's start with tomorrow night's game, Rams at Seahawks. I'm gonna, b- Before I start, I just have to say, 
The pick'em games this week are very tough. I mean, a lot of these games could go either way that I found when I'm looking at the schedule here. I'll go ahead and say it. I say Rams at Seahawks. Seahawks win this one. Jags at Panthers on Sunday. I'm going for the Jags. Patriots at the lowly Redskins on Sunday. Gee, let me think about that one. I'm taking Tom Brady and the Pets. Bills at Titans. Now, depending on whether Barkley plays it or not, that kind of plays into my decision-making. But I'm going to go ahead and take the Titans coming off an awesome offensive performance last week. And their defense is pretty stout, too. So I'm going to take the Titans over the Bills. Ravens at Steelers. That one, another divisional game, could go either way. I will take the Ravens in that one. Cardinals at Bengals. Bengals look sad this year. I mean, the Cardinals are not much better, but I'm going to take the Cards instead. Uh, I'm going to take them over the Bengals. Falcons at Texans. I will take Houston in that one. They have a nice enough offense and defense to complement that. Bucks at Saints. This one's a tosser. I mean, because this is a divisional game, obviously. And then you have Tampa, who posted 55 points on the Rams last week, which nobody saw coming. This is going to be a close one. Uh, I'm going to give the Saints the benefit of the doubt just because... Uh, or excuse me, not the doubt. I'm going to give them the benefit of the uncertainty just because they're playing home. Vikings at Giants. I think the Vikings will crush the Giants in this one. Vikings are looking for some sort of uh, redemption after last week's debacle against Chicago. But yeah, I see the Vikings winning that game. And I, I honestly see them going more to their passing game in this one. Bears at the Raiders. I believe this one is being played in London, if I'm not mistaken. And so it is. Bears at the Raiders in London. I'm going with Chicago in that one because of that stout defense. They are, wow, it's an incredible defense over there in Chicago. I'll tell you what. Um, That is a, I'm not so sure about their offense, but their defense could definitely win uh, some championship games. Jets at Philly. I'm going to go with Philly on that one. My dad will like that. We already talked about this one. Your hometown Chargers versus the Broncos. I'll take the Chargers in that one. Green Bay at Dallas. Another coin toss. That's all going to depend on which team shows up on both accounts. I'm going to go ahead and take Green Bay in that because I believe Rodgers is the better of the two quarterbacks and Green Bay's defense has had a bit of a resurgence this season so we'll see but I'm going to go with the Packers Colts at Chiefs you know who I'm going with obviously going with the Chiefs in that one then we have our Monday nighter Cleveland at San Francisco God that's another one too I'm probably going to go with the 49ers I believe they're getting Tevin Coleman back this week, too. So that should bode well for them. And, yeah, I think it'll be a close game, but I see the 49ers possibly winning that one uh, just because they're the home team. But Cleveland's defense, don't sleep on them either, folks. Uh, Yeah, so those are my picks for the week. Uh, Next week we will have Jack back, and uh, you can place your money lines and whatnots.
And just a reminder about iTunes that if you enjoy this show, please subscribe to it and rate the show on there. We are available on all your favorite directories such as iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can find us on the web at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts on all your social media accounts. Now you all know I like to talk about fantasy football. Last week it was the kickers. This week's this week I'm going to touch on the tight ends a little bit. Tight ends is another position that's just very tricky. You have about five reliable top five, top tier tight ends in the NFL. This year, it's obviously Kelsey. You got Ertz. You got, well, Darren Waller's coming out of nowhere, and he's balling like crazy, you know? Usually, every year, Greg Olson is another one that's very reliable. He's very good. Uh, You got Mark Andrews this year on the Baltimore Ravens. Who saw that offense coming? I mean, they, they are, other side from this past weekend, uh, they are clicking on all cylinders. I mean, he still looked good. He even had a touchdown last weekend, so there's that. And I believe if the Patriots had a true tight end like a Gronk, he'd be in that mix too. But, yeah, there's so few. Hunter Henry is another elite tight end, but he keeps getting injured, as we all know, in Charger Nation. I had him in fantasy, and I had to drop him, obviously, so there's that. But tight ends are very tough. It's very difficult to get them off the waiver wire because chances are in the draft – all the good ones are taken, unless somebody is uh, injured in that matter. Evan Ingram, too, for the Giants. Another gold one. Another gold pick right there. They're just tough. I don't know what it is. It's just tight ends and kickers are very difficult to balance. But uh, the sleeper pick of all this year is definitely Darren Waller uh, for the Raiders. And uh, I mean, look at me. I'm always speaking highly about the AFC West rivals. I just have respect for other people. You know, I have respect for the other teams and everything. And I think it's important that, like on the field, we should all respect our opponents. But I also watched Hard Knocks this year, and I love Waller's story. How you know he was he had substance abuse problems when he was with Baltimore on their practice squad, and he found himself. He fixed himself up, and you gotta love that. You gotta like these types of stories. I mean, this is human interest pieces, people. And it's bigger than football. So I like to see that. Uh, one of my buddies in my league is actually trying to trade him to me. He's been trying to for a few weeks. And I'm not saying no, but I'm so stingy. I'm just I'm very stubborn when it comes to making these trades. Now on to questions from our listeners. Tim from LA asks. With Melvin Gordon back, what are the chances of the Chargers making a case for the AFC West Championship? Well, Tim, Gordon certainly helps their cause with a more complete backfield and the options to move the ball. But I think it comes down to the defense. If they can continue playing stingy games like they did versus the Dolphins, I see us having a shot at splitting with Kansas City. I don't see us winning both games because Kansas City is a monster threat. But definitely splitting... Uh, is not out of the uh, question. Larry from Echo Park asks, which game I see as the statement game in the next few weeks? That one, Larry, is going to be the non-divisional opponent versus the Bears. I said earlier, the Bears' defense is crazy good. I mean, I don't care how bad or mediocre their offense may be. That defense is so good that they'll win the game for them. Sometimes your best offense is your defense, as they say. Or even the other way around. But in the Bears' case, their defense is the best everything that they have. If we can win that game, 
and score, you know, a considerable amount of points and make. I mean, I see that game being low scoring, just because the Bears' defense is that good and our offense is that good, and our defense is good enough to stop the Bears' offense. It's gonna be clash of the titans right there. I feel like that's like a thirteen ten type of game. So, we'll see. Bill in Pasadena asks, will Melvin Gordon have a full workload this weekend? Bill, I don't see him having a full workload necessarily. I think he's obviously going to get a considerable amount of carries and may even get some goal line carries, but they're going to ease him back into the offense and continue using Eckler as is because it's working in their favor, and I think Gordon just has to grow into the offense in order to get his feet wet again. Kind of a similar story to the way Dallas brought Ezekiel Elliott back. They limited his carries in the first few games, and now he's got a full workload. So I think they're going to do the same on the Chargers here. And that's it for the questions. Now, that's the show for you people today. I am happy to be of service to you, to all your Chargers needs and such. Any questions you may have, you may tweet me at the Good Sport 82 on Twitter. That's me in a blue sport coat. That's the picture right there. Scott Andrew Lieberman on there. And uh, I'll be more than happy to answer anything that you may have because this is an awesome show. I really enjoy podcasting it. And I just want to thank my the people at my bookie for uh, having us. Uh, support them as they supported us over the first four weeks of the season. It's been great working with them. And yeah, just a special shout out to my uncle on his 80th birthday. Happy birthday, Uncle Michael. This is Scott Lieberman on Leading the Charge. Please come back now. Y'all here? Alrighty then. Good night. Good night.